This is Naked M.I.P. With Masamela Matfumal. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Folks, I am always so happy when I get to do our monthly segment with our friend and the host of Make It Plain, Mark Thompson, for our Make It Woke monthly segment here with DCP. And it just so happens that this week, as we are ready to engage in our conversation, that it is the unfortunate anniversary of a violent attempt by Trump supporters and enablers to overthrow our government, to thwart our democracy, and institute in an era of authoritarianism and fascism in this country. All over broadcast for this entire week, folks have been giving their thoughts and their reflections, and we've been seeing videos over and over again, and so I am very excited um, to sit down with you, dear friend Mark, and cap off what is a really rough first week of January. <laughs> like my god. Like this is this is the first week of January and I yeah. and I need a nap. How are That's you? That's right. <laughs> well, always a pleasure uh, when we get together uh here to to make it woke, make it woke AF, make it whatever we call it this this uh <laughs> this time. It's it's fun. Um and uh um it actually, you know, being with you actually helps my uh, stock go up because everybody loves you. Uh, <laughs> I don't think everybody does, but I appreciate that. Everybody loves you. And again, one of the reasons you, the people love you is is you cuss, and I don't. Uh, uh, you know, when, when I, years ago, when I started at, a, at another um, entity and I was just getting started and people say, you gonna cuss? Are you gonna cuss? And I'm like, no, why is that the, Prerequisite. I mean, people just you gonna cuss. I mean, people people love the. There's a mischievousness, I guess, in that the people people enjoy. Um, but um, you know, we we I, I, and I'm not faulting you for that. We all should be cussing right now. Mm-hmm. We're in a crazy situation, and I'm gonna say something. I'm not gonna cuss, but I'm gonna say something that's gonna sure gonna come off as extremely controversial. Um, the speeches january 6 speeches and all the positions that biden and harris and everybody else is taking all democrats that's that's fine but what people are not embracing what people are ignoring there was an insurrection january 6 mm-hmm. there's an ongoing insurrection going on today joe manchin is a 24 7 insurrectionist yep as long as he won't nuke the filibuster and so, you know, you know how in life you can't sometimes don't see the forest for the trees. You think the fight you're in is the real fight. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I'll give you an example. You know, it, you know, as a minister, I counsel couples sometimes, you know, and uh, there's a vehicle backing up, beeping like, you know, but that's, we in New York, y'all, so I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, husband's not getting along with his wife. Mm-hmm. But we just don't get along. We don't like each other. But husband, let me remind you, you're also an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So is is what is the problem? What is the overarching problem? What is the issue that's really affecting this marriage? 
So here we are. We the, the, the democracy is in jeopardy because of Trump. But then you've got this other joker who is who is also preventing democracy from going forward and putting the firewalls in place through either John Lewis Act or whatever we're going to call the act this time to prevent Republicans from attacking democracy. January 6th is just one part of that pie. And I fear, um, my dear, that Republican, I'm sorry, the Democrats, the leadership, the consultant class, which I always call it, mm-hmm. that's really making decisions. I think January 6th and all we heard in that, in that commemoration, that's what they're going to run on in 2022. That's it. That's going to be the one thing. And I think they think that's going to carry uh, people to the polls and allow them to hold the majority in the House. I think that's naive. I think that's a mistake. Uh, because while Republicans, and this is, this is one of our faults as Democrats, progressives, liberals, people on left, whatever. One of our faults is we don't have a lot of patience. So where Republicans couldn't get roll overturned one year later in 74, they've been very patient, very vigilant, very diligent. Yep. For 50 years, now they're going to get it. We want it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I get there's a desperation in that because there's so many negative things going on. But we don't get it now. We're going to give power back to them. And they want they want to run just on January 6th. Why can't Biden deliver anything now because of Joe Manchin? He he. He can't even look at it, you know, which to be honest with ourselves, we can't even look at him and say, well, Joe, Man- Joe Biden, you really ain't doing nothing. No, it's not Joe Biden not doing nothing. One man is blocking it. So that to me is the, the filibuster is an insurrectionist tool. Look up Merriam, go to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, look up filibuster or filibusterer, and the definition is insurrectionist. That's the early definition of the word because that's what they were doing down in Latin America trying to annex slave states by fomenting insurrections. And that's what filibusterers were going down there to do. And so that's what Joe Manchin is doing. And so I'm, I'm just being real. And I know people all marginal when you talk that way because we want to just, oh, we want to just decry January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. It, from the lens of those of us who deal with issues of, of, of justice and racism every day, it's never just one thing. No, January six don't even. I, I, I don't know about you, Daniel. Did January six surprise you? Didn't surprise me. You know, matter of fact, about it. I I will say this because you you you've made so many good points, and and so I I will say this on your last question, and then go back to the beginning. Okay. So did did January six surprise me? Um, no, because I did believe that something violent was going to happen. Why? Because Donald Trump told us that something violent was going to happen because all of his supporters said, watch out because in his, uh, uh, debate, quote unquote debate or whatever the hell that was that he did with Joe Biden, he told the proud boys and the boogaloo boys to stand back and stand by when he was asked to decry them. So did I think, was I surprised? No, but was I aghast? Was I horrified at the images of our Capitol building being under siege by a mob of angry, rabid white people? Absolutely. Because I said this yesterday on Woke AF, I hold 
the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., in a sacred place in my heart, right? Like, I am a person who believed in the possibility of a small group of people changing things. I believed in the power of the people. It's why I went to Washington, D.C. after high school. It's why I studied political science. It's why I went to work on the Hill and become a fellow. It's why I do the work that I do. And so to see people desecrate that place in the manner that they did was horrifying. Um, but it just shows me and what I said is this, and I, and this is a question that I want to ask you too, Mark, is that, you know, I, I, I wrote a piece, uh, where I quoted James Baldwin in it and James Baldwin. And I think it was like 1969. I think it was a, a interview that he was doing. And he was talking about how, when white people scream, right? About patriotism. When they say, he said, as a matter of fact, give me liberty or give me death. White America, the white world cheers him as a patriot. A black man, and I will substitute black person, could say the very same thing word for word, and they are hailed as a criminal. And in this day and age, a terrorist, right? And so, you know, the, the, the understanding, the foundation, the understanding of what it means to be a patriot, I'm going to say that these quote unquote conservatives, these Trumpers, th these people that embody Trumpism and white supremacy in such a bold way have no true understanding of what it actually means to be a patriot. Biden said in his speech, you know, that you patriotism isn't just about when you win. Right? It's not just about because of the power and the privileges that you receive. And so, you know, do you feel that white America has an understanding even of what patriotism, right? And 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 what democracy is supposed to be. More MIP after this message. Well, I I, I unfortunately I never really shared that optimism about the capital and all of that, because um, it's it's never really uh, been that, and we're just seeing the extreme of it now. It wasn't that way uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago. I mean, this has always been a battle. Um, but you know, the only thing that surprised me about January six is that they didn't kill more people. Mm. That they literally didn't physically blow up the capital. Um, and I think the only reason that didn't happen is because it was not very well organized. It was only organized with a handful of people and everybody else was just sheep just following along. And once they got caught up in it, they didn't, you know, they just like, yeah, let's just go. Um, and they couldn't go out front and say to the masses, let's go up here and blow up the Capitol. So, you know, I, I think that the dangerous place we're in is minimizing and denying that what is also happening every single day on Capitol Hill is an extension of January 6th, a continuum right. of, of January 6th. And Democrats have functioned, don't say, don't, don't say anything bad about Joe Manchin. We got to bring him along. Let's kiss up. Let's, let's, let's stroke him as much as we can. Uh, it's, it's too late for that. So Democrats need to say, forget about Black folk. Let's not even talk about Black folk. Just as a party, you have someone who's registered in your party 
ensuring that your party will be voted out of power. Let's just, let's take away the, the racial constituencies, the gender, because let's take away all the people in the tent. And let's just talk about the survival of the party as a corporate institution. There's a member in your camp that is working for the other side. Right. And, and, and what, what do you do with that? And, and Fred, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's insurrectionist. Joe Manchin would not be the senator if not for Black and progressive voters in West Virginia. Yet he feels a greater loyalty to Trump voters. Well, why don't you owe anything to the people who were the margin of victory for your mm -hmm. rest of this? Mm -hmm. why, why don't you feel like you owe something to them? And then I, I'm only mentioning him because his little sidekick, I don't even know what, nobody knows what she's talking about or what her agenda is, other than being, you know, just kind of, Disturbed, troubled, off her rock. I'm talking about cinema. No, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I didn't know if the audience knew, but I'm y'all probably know because y'all they know every day. Um, what what is that really all about? So so we we are at an existential crisis. So 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 to so to talk about January 6th, we're never gonna let this happen again. You're letting it happen again every long, day as long as Joe Manchin is a shot call. You know, I'm sorry. We, everybody knows how to get to people. People, somebody says, Danielle, Mark, y'all not gonna do that today. They're gonna figure out a way to stop us. I don't care what it is. There is a way to check. No one is, I don't know anybody who's uncheckable. Trump even tries it. And that's, this is it, but that's such a good point, Mark, because nobody is uncheckable. Right now, right now, the GOP has put a million dollar ad buy ad right in West Virginia. It is the cheapest goddamn market in the country. Cause ain't nobody fucking live there. Right. A million dollars. Where the hell have the Democrats been when people have been saying, get to the people in West Virginia. Now I know that Reverend Barber last year in the height of the pandemic took a bunch of folks to West Virginia to go and march. I went right? with him. I was there. I was there. And I'm saying, but where was your backup? Where where was the backup from the Big D Democratic Party? Where is the backup from the consulting class to put the money in the area where you know this motherfucker's mind needs to be changed? And I I continue to say, not only do I believe that Mansion and Cinema are our secret agents because it's not a secret, but I believe that they have cut themselves a deal when this shit goes south and Republicans gain power. I believe that they have cut themselves a deal. I would, I want somebody to prove me wrong. This is one of my theories that I'm rocking with because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. More MIP after this message. Well, here's and I hear what you're saying but here here's the problem and this is where we again we can't just talk about January 6 2021 without talking about January 6 2022 no matter how much money I mean I don't even know why Republicans wasted their money in West Virginia Joe Manchin is an incumbent not a free election for a couple of years or more he does not listen to anyone in West Virginia they are irrelevant. So, so folks, we, we're really talking about a maximum non-democratic situation. So here I am, a senator from a state, and I've decided 
I'm not going to listen to a mumbling word of a single constituent in my state. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And it just so happens what I want to do favors the right wing. But Joe Manchin, we went down there. There's no better statement than the people in West Virginia. White folk. I went, I was around white people. I've never been around so many white folk at one time. I can't remember when. Who were talking about what Joe Manchin was doing to them, how Joe Manchin was hurting them. He does not care. So I don't even know the answer to that riddle. What could the backup have been? Because when we were there, it was like we were just screaming into the wind, like we were fighting right. a windmill. And again, that's the problem. See, I'm, I'm a, Jimmy Carter was right, but I'm going to take a step further because we can do this from the lens as Black people because democracy never really has worked for us. Mm-hmm. And it really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This system is broken. And I'll tell you something, all, in a minute, it's, it's going to be obsolete. And, you know, Danielle and I come on here every day and other folks we talk about, we do the political prognostication and punditry and try to figure this out. I don't have an answer for none of this. So me and Danielle, a month from now, we might decide we need to do a sports show. Because we don't have no answer. We might need to do sports, Danielle. Because that's the only thing. That's the only thing. That's the only short thing you and I come on and talk about today and make some sense out of it. Because you're right. You have a logical question. Why can't they be a backup and go spend some money with constituents? And what I'm saying to you, from what I've witnessed, if Democrats spend $10 million in West Virginia. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. It would not matter. It wouldn't even matter if they changed a thousand miles. And really ain't that many miles to change. Because even some of them, let me tell you something, everybody who marched with us wasn't a Democrat. People in West Virginia know they poor. Matter of fact, West Virginia is depressing. Let me tell y'all something. Mm. If you think you're doing bad in life, you need some self-motivation, go to West Virginia. If you think you have problems where you live in your site and your family, we went to West Virginia. And again, I know what I am. And I know how I'm viewed. White folks running toward me. Oh, we got to talk. Wait a minute, what's going on? You know, normally when you go to the restaurant or to the watering hole, you're venting to the, to the people who work there, to the bartender or to the waitress. Uh, it's reversing West Virginia. If I took you down there, we couldn't eat. Because folk who work there, the waitresses in the restaurant, want to tell us about how bad they have. That's and these are these are mostly white people. But let me ask you this: as they're telling you this, why do, why has that man been in office from the local level all the way up to Senate for forty years? Well, see, in a in a I said, but it, I think that gets into some other stuff because in a place like that, that is so rural. You get some slick people to come in there. They can fix a lot. They can maneuver a lot. Joe Manchin has been a master maneuverer. And people don't have the energy and the wherewithal. People aren't organized. So somebody with name recognition can easily just keep running and keep on winning. He might continue to be elected forever, but he thinks that not only can he do that, he has to play to the interests of one side and never once to the interests of the people who really need the help. We're not, again, we're not just talking about black folk. Poor people in West Virginia need Build Back Better. That's just a reality. It was sad. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't think white folks can be poor, go to West Virginia. It's, and it's totally unnecessary. It, paint, it, paint, it, the, it, paint the picture, Mark. What, what, because honestly, I've never been to West Virginia. I have no desire to go there. I will never go there probably in my whole life. Um, so paint the picture for us. Um, what, what did you, what, when you say poor, right, are we talking about poverty? What are, what are you seeing and what are some of the things 
that the, that the, the, the waitresses, the waiters, the bartenders, the service folk who you were able to engage with in 2021, what were they saying to you? They, they didn't make enough money to make ends meet. The wages are low. So it's, it's on the spectrum between just straight up poverty and, and low wages. So I didn't go into a, a lot of places where there was just destitution. And I didn't have to. I went to places. I just go to a restaurant and get something to eat. And people would talk about, and, and people just, there's, there's nothing nice down there. You know, you, you and I in New York, I mean, you see people who, who walk down the street, look like they have something. Folk in West Virginia just trying to make it day to day. And let me tell you what else that happened. You know how you can go to a place and you talk to different, different people independently of each other, but they all say the same thing. So everywhere we went, we don't have this, we don't have that. A lot of people wanted to open up about the opioid crisis down there. Well, why is that mm. opioid crisis? Because of the desperation mm-hmm. It's down there. Why is that? Why is there an opioid? Why are these things? No, no. I mean, folks, a lot of folks take, take, of us take dental insurance for granted. You know what it means not to have access to dental care? You know, that can kill you. Mm-hmm. You don't take care of your doggone teeth. So you get a little piece of insurance in West Virginia, but it doesn't cover everything else. The co-pays are high. But everywhere we went, people said the same thing. They would tell their story. And then they would say this, all of them. And I'm talking to people separately, not even in the same space. They would say this. And Reverend Mark, all Joe Manchin does is zip through town in his Porsche. That's what he, and, and I mean, I didn't bring up the Porsche. I, I, I go to one place. All he does is zip through town in his Porsche. And I go to another place. All he does is zip through town in his Porsche. Go to another place. All he does is zip through town in his Porsche. So that's what he's known for. He'd be whipping, riding all through town, you know, you know, thinking he's fly with the, with the, with the hair plugs and the hair transplant, transplant. He does that and, and thinks that that's, he's hip and he's cool, I guess. But, it, but it, is, it is hurting the people there. I can't even say that we were down there and we would, like, it didn't even feel like, you know, you go someplace and you could tell it's partisan. I can go to some states or we're with the Democratic constituency here in this state. Uh-uh. In West Virginia, you can't tell a Democrat from a Republican because everybody's either poor or low weight. So I asked wow. people, what, when I would ask them, I said, well, I'm actually a Republican. Well, I'm an independent. This, this had transcended that. And what Reverend Barber was able to do is go in and galvanize some of that and, and, and talk to some of those people and get them to, to try to, that's why, you know, what I'm about Reverend Barber is that he's talking about a moral revival, which takes it beyond the partisan piece. This is about morality. What are we doing for people to survive? What are we doing to make it better? Corporations making big money so they can pay Joe Manchin and cinema, and people can't even live. So that is that to me, folks. I'm be honest with you. As bad as January 6 was, and we, you know we won't even get into, you know, the, the politeness of Merrick Garland. Uh, look at y'all, the Puerto Rican nationals who stormed the Capitol in the 50s. Each of them got either 50 or 75 years. That's a template. That's the end of it. Round them suckers up, give them all 50 to 75 years. Just like you gave the Puerto Ricans who went in there demanding their independence. They got 50 to 75 years convictions for doing that. So what is the, I don't understand the the hesitancy or the problem or the confusion around. I mean, we understand it, Mark. Like we, we understand it. We know exactly who gets 
the heavy sentences. We know exactly who gets the book thrown at them. And, you know, I said this the other day, you know, it it is the, the burden of proof for white America is so goddamn high. You can have an Everest of information, an Everest of all of these things. And it's like, oh, well, we need to take our time. Merrick Garland says, yes, we need to take our time. You know, don't, you know, don't, don't worry. We're going to lock these people up and our initial sentences are low, but they'll get higher. And that's just how justice works. And I said, yeah, justice works really interesting when it's white people that are the defendants. And I said, because the person that I continue to bring up, Mark, is Khalif Browder. Khalif Browder spent three years in Rikers on suspicion of stealing a backpack. Right. We have people that have been murdered, children murdered, Trayvon Martin murdered under suspicion that he was doing something wrong because he had a hood on. You had Tamir Rice murdered under suspicion that he was doing something wrong on a playground that other 12-year-olds aren't allowed to do. So if suspicion can get black people in this country lynched and beaten and murdered, uh, trampled upon, right? You're telling me that hardcore evidence on video and pictures and text messages can't get these motherfuckers in jail? Can't get them indicted? Hmm. So, you know, I don't don't feign ignorance anymore or try to convince myself that there is some place of neutrality to be at this grave moment in our country. Because there isn't. And the reason why we're here is because we refuse to tell the truth. The reason why we're here is because, you know, I I, I was listening to CNN right before this and they have on this, you know, extremist, um, this extremist researcher, this analyst. And he's saying, you know, why didn't we catch this before? And he's like, "Uh, I have no idea. This was being organized in plain sight. He goes, we've been telling people that this was happening. You had an FBI report that was buried 12 years ago during the Obama administration. They didn't even address it, right? Because we, because whiteness does not see itself and it damn sure doesn't see itself as criminal. No. And that, that, is, that is in fact the problem. Why, didn't, why did every single police mechanism break down? Because they didn't see, because other white people don't see themselves as a threat. That's why. And I'm like, and until we address that reality, until you can put your finger and speak to that truth, I don't know where we go. So what's your favorite sport? (laughs) Yeah, I'm about, we could, I could be, you know, I could, I could brush up on my understanding of soccer. Right. And, and, and do that. Do you like to cook? I, I do. So Should we, we could, do a cooking we, show? We could do Make It Gourmet. Make It Gourmet. I mean, so we got options because, I, you know, people, I know people listen to us and, and they look to us for guidance and whatnot. I just don't know. I don't think, I don't think anybody, everybody I talk, I've been on the phone all morning. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't know. What are you going to do? Because you cannot run and win the house off January 6th alone. Now, I know what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to have these hearings on during prime time. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I, I mean, I get all that. That that ought to affect some people. Mm-hmm. But voting rights organizations that I know, 
people out here in the grassroots, everyday people want to know, what did my vote in 2020 do for me besides keep the insurrectionists out? Because they ain't stopped. And the other mistake we made was we didn't take these state and local elections seriously enough. And that's on everybody. And y'all, we can't wait for the Democratic Party leadership to show us how to do this. If we had been more interested in state elections, we would have elected people in these state legislatures that would have stopped the gerrymandering that's going on. But we didn't know that. We weren't educated about it. We were mobilized for that. We were just, we were just focused on the, the national. Yep, always. Uh, and federal, the federal piece. So we're, we're in, and I, I really am fearful. I don't see at this hour a path for Democrats to hold the House, to hold the Senate. Uh, and I see Trump being, uh, I see Trump possibly even being reelected. Something is wrong. Something's wrong with the messaging. Democrats haven't figured out how to stop the Beltway media from attacking them more than the right wingers. Got to deal, you got to solve that really. All these articles since Biden, Biden has had more negative articles in his first year than Trump had. Do people know that? No vice president has had as many negative articles written about them in their first year in the way Kamala Harris has. They interview, let's see what the rejected Trump voter thinks. Do you ever remember anybody? Were you too young? I don't remember nobody interviewing the rejected Carter voter or the rejected Mondale voter, or the rejected Dukakis voter. Nope. Or the rejected Kerry voter, or the uh, rejected uh, Gore voter, or the rejected Hillary Clinton voter. That wasn't, we have to delve into this, this, um, this species of people. But the Trump voter, what are they thinking? What are they doing? What, I mean, so that's what the Beltway media is doing. Why? Because they make their money now off of clicks. Say and if when you and when you are fascinated, when when you get I'm sorry when you get when you are, can attract the fanatics, which the right wing Republicans and Fox watchers and Trump voters are, so we'd be rich today. Me and you, me and you just became maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we just become black conservatives. We'd be big as everything. I think about it attract, all the time. Trust me. We, we we would we would get all millions of downloads because that's what fanaticism is, and that would attract them. But yeah. you know, I, I don't even think I could pretend. I don't think I could sell it. After all I've done in my life, I doubt I could sell it. I had a friend in college. Um, I forget her. I don't know what happened to her. Uh, Crystal Wright. Crystal was GOP black girl, real popular when right before Obama came in. But she wasn't that way when we went college, right? So we was like, wait a minute, when did you get this way? And then some other people exposed her, said she wasn't a real conservative. She was just doing it. And you never heard from Crystal. <laughs> you never heard from Crystal again. So I know she couldn't sell it. I couldn't. And not that I would. I'm just joking, y'all. I wouldn't want to do anything that crazy. But but that is what is driving the Beltway media, the, yeah. the news cycle, the conversations. And those voters are more important. Not the fact that there is ongoing violence as a result of January 6th uh, in the streets, in the Senate. is It's going to get worse. Um, what six HBCUs got bomb threats the other day? That's random. And see, and I didn't hear that. Of course, I wasn't going to hear that. Not on main. Not on. Not no, on no, the mainstream no, cable news that I'm watching. Six HBCUs had to evacuate because of bomb threats the other day. Y'all remember the black church burnings? Yeah. And they tried to tell us that wasn't. Oh, that was just coincidence. That wasn't coordinated. 
And then when the FBI investigated that, you know, they said, they said, oh, this was not a coordinated conspiracy to bomb black churches, set fire to black churches. And we said, well, that's even worse. Because if it's a conspiracy, we can target the people in charge. Like January 6th, we can target the conspirators. But when you start burning churches and uh, threatening bombs at HBCUs and it's not coordinated, that means it's just naturally organic for white folks to do that as individuals. They just wake up. I'm white today. Let me go threaten somebody. Let me bring violence to a black neighborhood or a black school, an HBCU or a black church. And it'll just be me. I'm the lone wolf. Well, you got six lone wolves. That's mm. not comforting. Six lone wolves in six different states threatening black schools. What, what is that about? And, and, and what radicalized them to do that? That's not being covered. What's the Trump voter doing? The Trump voter that you're covering, that you're, you're lionizing and hagiographing and, and all of that, is a part of the same group that is, is it a, not only a threat to democracy, but a threat to our people. So this is some scary stuff. And uh, uh, make it gourmet or make it gold, just so you can do soccer. Um, make it gold. We, we might need to figure something that out because I don't, <laughs> I'm telling y'all, if you if Dick Cheney came back, if Liz Cheney's daddy waterboarded me and tried to get me to say what the Democrats are doing and what they should be doing and what they can do, I'll just be drowned because I don't. <laughs> now, now, uh, here's a nuclear option. And then I'll shut up. Joe Manchin is for sale. Mm -hmm. The Democratic Party and its partners and allies, all those in that Democratic circle, ain't the ones that were in the 80s and the 90s and maybe even the 2000s. Folk got some money now. You got Hollywood money. Democrats have access to money. Call Joe Manchin. What would LBJ do? He called. Ask him what it, you said this before. Ask him what his number is. What What's you your number? What you what what do you because at this point, our democracy is for sale regardless. So let us all not play coy and be like, so you're a hoe, and we know that, right? So what what's your price? Just just name it so that we can move the fuck on. Um, it is is pretty much where we are. Well, Mark, I, I will say this. Um, I, I refuse to give up as of yet. So I will, but I, I think out of all the ideas, make it gourmet may be the best one. So I will, I will hold that. I will. Cooking shows you do well. Cooking shows you do real well. Cooking shows do great. So I, I will hold, I will hold that. Um, but friend, I, I, I pray that we will be back around next month uh, to delve into where, where we are headed, where we, where we are going. But right now I will admit the same thing that you just admitted. I don't know. Um, but I know that we need to do something. So, folks, once again, Hold on. There, there, there's wait, one yeah. other problem: insurrection. I just want to say this. Yes, people. Some of these insurrectionists who, and I'm not talking about the ones that just on January 6th, just those who are against everything, who are COVID positive and getting on airplanes and traveling, and just don't care. You go get tested, you come back positive, and then you still yeah. don't function, not wearing no masks. That's for insurrection too, because you're hurting your neighbor. This Omicron is real. People are dying again. I had a good friend pass away who was double vaxxed and boosted. And I'm not getting into the effectiveness of the vaccines. We know that, you know, I said the vaccine was going to prevent. No, the vaccine mitigates the possibility of you having worse symptoms and maybe even dying. Mm -hmm. But even that's not a guarantee. This is nothing to play with. Folks, be careful. Stay home if you can. These, these, these mayors, New York and Chicago, Forcing these children 
and teachers to come to school when they know it's not safe. And last thing I'm gonna say is this, even here in New York and in Chicago, these mayors, black mayors, who are backed mm -hmm. by big business with big money. Here in New York, Eric Adams got Bloomberg behind him. Bloomberg and all his friends can afford to buy the most effective mask there is, the KN95. Right. Every student, every teacher, every day in this country. Do that. If you want to force people to go to school so you can open up commerce and go to, as Eric Adams said in New York, go to Dunkin' Donuts to help the people there who, don't, who are not educated, which is a doofus statement, then give people in that KN95 mask. You got the money. KN95 masks don't cost that much. We can't get them, though. But you can. Bloomberg and everybody else. Get everybody. So you want to stop guns? Well, Corona's killing as many people as guns are. So get everybody a KN95 mask. The children, the teachers, the, the, the uneducated Dunkin' Donuts people. And maybe we can be better off. Because that's the only mask that actually stops the droplets from yeah. being transmitted, y'all. Yeah. So that, that, those are things that, to me, are still insurrectionists. We need, I'm going to preach now, we need a resurrection. And a resurrection is a renewal. It's a renewal of spirit, a renewal of ideas where at least once a year we can stop. So how can we do better? Danielle does her show. Danielle can't do woke AF the same way every year. She, I did woke AF this way in 2021. I'm just going to do the same old thing in 2022. No, you come up with something new and innovative. That's you resurrecting yourself. That's what spring is. New mm -hmm. birth. We need resurrections of ideas when it comes to democracy in this country, not insurrection. So I'm through. I'm sorry. Amen. Thank you, Mark. No, I, I, I appreciate that. And that is actually the positivity that I want to end on that I try desperately to do. Folks, Mark, appreciate maybe our new you. Thing is make it for me, y'all. That might be our new thing. I think that tweet tweet me if that is what if that is actually what you want to see. What can Mark and I cook up today? All right, folks, that is it for this edition of Make It Woke. Make both. sure that if you are not following Mark, We'd that you do and follow the show. We do have to do more video, but make it make because people want to see what you're cooking. So we be we be we be rabbling we off the stewart. Don't don't. And all them people listening, so don't don't let them do that, y'all. We don't need that kind of competition. But I'm telling y'all, if y'all don't want us stepping in that lane, messing with y'all stuff, right? I'll get this other thing together. <laughs> Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five star rating, and please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police demic. If all hearts and minds are clear. It has been made plain.